is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. Genesis chapter 
verse uh, 20. It says, and so, he said, let there be as in the animals. All the different types of animals that God made. Again, over 400,000 different species of animals. I, I, we know nothing about that university until you come to the Bible. I say that God, all over all diversity, who makes all diversity. When I was growing up in Nigeria, Nigeria and um, I grew up my early years in Nigeria. I, I, I knew what a dog was. I saw dogs all the time. In fact, they were always around me. They were pretty much pretty much the only kind of pets that people get. But imagine myself when I came to live in England and I saw well, what seemed to me like a fairly well-grown rat, it looked like. <laughs> so that it was a dog. And uh, I, I was just baffled by this. It had four legs like a dog and a tail like a dog. I never saw a dog like that before. Diversity. In Africa, the dogs were much bigger. They were self-respecting and angry. This one just looked cute and lovely, and yet God made them all. He loved. If you want to ask, why did He make so many different species—the birds of the air and the uh, and cattle in the field and the fish of the sea—he would say, "I like it. I like it so." In fact, in Psalm 8, the psalmist says, "O Lord our God, how majestic is Your name in in all the earth." When I think about these things that You have made, there's something about nature and the beauty of the differences, the diversity that God has made that says something about the Creator and what He loves. God loves diversity. The same chapter of the book of Genesis said, not just did He make the heavens and the earth, or the plants, or the animals, He also made them male and female. He loves diversity. Male and female created He them in His image. Not just does God love diversity, He loves unity. And so he create, in creating it all, he having command over it all, um, make sure that they coexist in community. They are they sync up somehow by his wisdom. God loves diversity, God loves unity. To see all these things work together in sync. It's a mighty mind behind it all. And maybe if anything, it shows us something of the majesty and the mastery of the Trinity in heaven, letting such diversity show such beauty. It's almost like you put it all together, you see a tapestry of beauty. God loves diversity, created it to function together in unity. It's a good thing. But sad to say, it's into all of this beauty that sin would come, the fall, and the Bible tells us, the gospel tells us this story, how that sin entered into the world and it would shatter this beautiful diversity so that human beings would go on to learn how to see the unique differences in one another. Instead of seeing the differences and applauding it and loving it, they would use it for points of hatred and points of you think about the race, they will see the differences and stand away from it. The black skin of the African or the white skin of the Caucasian, the brown pigmentation of the Asian or the, uh, the unique facial features of the Oriental, all created by God for his pleasure. And he said at the end of it, it's all beautiful. 
humans will learn because of the fall to see the differences and instead of embracing it, they would hate one another on account of it. I mean, how else would you explain uh, six million Jews uh, this genocide? Uh, uh, many things I want to say about that, but they were different. And one group of people were more powerful than the other, and because of the difference, hatred comes forth. You think of, for example, uh, racism in all its awful ways, but very often because there's a difference there, and the apartheid regime that existed for so long in Southern Africa. You think of, because it's not just things like racism, it's also tribalism uh, in Rwanda, where the Hutus and the Tutsis live side by side. But when evil takes hold, you see these people group kill each other so that in a space of about a hundred days, almost 500,000 people are killed in such a short space of time. And they used to live side by side before. Why? Uh, eventually someone decides they're different from us and so they're to be put out and work the hands. You think of the classism, one might say, uh, the um, Dalits of India that have been basically brought up from when you're young that you belong to a class that is designed and made to be lesser than inferior. That's who you are and you're forever to serve another class of people. And it still goes on till today. Till today. Because somebody decided they are different and use the differences that God made for good will use it for Think of the Rohingya people, for example, and all I've done in Myanmar, they've been put aside because they're different, because a group of people think of them very, very badly, and because they can. Well, it's into all of that thickness of darkness of wickedness that the gospel comes, that, that the gospel comes, that the light of the world steps into this darkness, Jesus Christ. And the Apostle Paul is trying to describe how awful uh, what sin has done to God's creation. He describes it this way in Ephesians chapter 2 that was read to us in the 12th verse, where he talks about those who, but there's a spiritual dimension to all this, says that we took, says we were we were separate from Christ and alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. Says we are strangers unto the promises. And uh, we are without hope and without God in the world. It's, it doesn't get any more darker than that. But that's to what Jesus came. He says then in verse 13, And so Jesus came and in coming, He took those who are far and those who are near, and He brought them together. He's going to help them realize there may be differences, but it was made for good, not for evil, for beauty, and bring them together says in verse 14, and then he removed the dividing wall of hostility, the things that keep them apart. He smashed away the dividing wall of hostility and lets them know you're all made in God's image and therefore we are all, we are all one and therefore can coexist in community in the kingdom of God. And so in him, and then he makes them one new man, he says in verse 15, taking the two, making them one new man. In other words, it's almost like saying that Christians become almost a, a different race, a race where, 
whether you're black or you're white, whatever the difference is, that we're all one and love each other in exactly that way. And then show that love to the rest of the world. But then we must go beyond the, the theology of it all to the practice of it. Uh, Jubilee Church uh, in London, where I have the privilege of serving, has about 73 different nations represented in it. 73 different nations. I think it shows the uniqueness of London in so many ways, the uniqueness of London. I've been to many parts of the world. Not many places are like this. All kinds of people, from the Polish to the Sri Lankan to the, I see them all, and I love it all, and God loves it all. You go to the back of the book, in the book of Revelation, it says when we get to heaven, around the throne room, there'll be different tongues and languages and so on. Why? Because God, all the diversity he makes is going to come back to him. And he loves it. And so the church should, should, should be like that. But if I've learned anything in us coexisting in community and really a lot of peace that we have, if I've learned anything, three quick lessons I have learned is number one, we must go beyond uh, integration to accept that the world, and rightly so, and governments all over the world, even in this great nation of ours, will promulgate laws to say there should be no racism. And every institution should seek to employ people from different backgrounds. And I am thankful for that. I love that. applaud that. and praise that. But the gospel will say to us, though, as Christians, that's good, but we must go even beyond that, beyond integration, to accept it. Integration says, okay, you gotta have this number of people and this number of people, and we just gotta live together and you know suck it up. The gospel goes a bit different. It goes into acceptance. It's not this it, gospel doesn't say we have to be here, we have to handle this. It says, I accept you for who you are, knowing that we've all been made in the image of God. We go beyond integration to accept. Secondly, I've learned that we must go beyond toleration to love. Uh, toleration says, okay, um, um, I don't like you very much, but I won't kill you. I'll learn to tolerate you. Love says, I see we're different, and I can see there's some things about you that I would love to learn about. How about we both together learn about one another together. That's love. We must go beyond integration to acceptance, beyond toleration to love. And then finally, beyond kingdom, beyond, beyond native culture to kingdom culture. Because we all have our cultures. Uh, I'm a Nigerian. We do a lot of things differently. A lot of things. A lot of the things that we do even baffles me and I'm a but we do a lot of things differently. And then I have my English friends in the church, and I have my Indian friends and my Filipino friends. They do other things differently. For the Christian, we must be careful that we don't just live life in a kind of politically correct. Political correction has a lot going for it, but we must go beyond that into kingdom culture. You see, political correction mandates Perfection in your expression. You must be perfect in all that you do towards the other person. 
that, that can make you feel sometimes like you're walking on like eggshells. You know, should I say that? Should I not say that? Should I? The gospel says it's my job to make my brother, my sister feel at ease and comfortable around me. Um, my name is uh, Sophia, and I came through today. Church, they all call me Toppy. Uh, I've been to other places, they call me Tope because it's T O P E. Everybody makes it awkward as best they can. The truth of the matter is, my name is actually pronounced Tope. In fact, to be really honest with you, being a Nigerian, we don't have short names. You might have known that by now. My full name is No way. And it dawned on me early on that the name, the pronunciation, is just not given to the Caucasian tongue to pronounce. So I am glad that I find what everyone can pronounce. And I am thrilled. It's a joy to be called. I find it's a wonderful thing. I don't want to be just for the correct. I want to go beyond that. So kingdom culture that embraces everyone. Recognize that other person is trying to do their best to accommodate and accept who I am. And I owe it to them to do the same. That is what the gospel requires of all of us. When we do that, then the world will realize that there are a group of people called the church. You go amongst them, you see different tribes and tongues and nations. They wear different clothes, they celebrate one another, they love one another. And the world that we've never seen it like this before. And that's what it says in the book of Ephesians, later on in chapter 2. It says, then you'll become no longer strangers, no longer foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. When we do that, then we will have love one for another, and the world will recognize we belong to.